Sans Fans Radio, Australia's least coherent podcast network. Cinema. My name is Meg Charlotte, and with me for the hundredth time is my gorgeous co-host Alex J. What the fuck, you guys? This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that Drew just can't believe we haven't seen. Oh my god! Sorry, I should say this is the podcast where we watch at least a hundred movies. movies that Drew just can't believe we haven't seen. I can't believe we've made it this far. I'm. Rattled to my core. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm shooketh. I am also shooketh. Um, happy 100, Beck. Yeah, happy 100. Clink. Let's clink. We Ooh. should explain for the, uh, for the listeners at home. Um, we've decided to go origin story. Yes. For this 100th episode. Mm-hmm. So we have a fantastic cheese board that you have curated yes. for us. My pleasure. Don't look at it now. We've we've been having a good go of it for the last sure, two, sure, hour, sure. two yeah. hours. <laughs> and we have rosé, which mm-hmm. those two elements are what created this podcast to begin with. Yeah. It was these two factors and then us drinking and eating them that made us come up with the idea in the first place. Yeah, that's the spider and that's spider, Spider-Man. <laughs> Reference. I like it because you have just recently learned about the Marvel movies. Yes, yeah. Let's start there. Um. Also, yeah. If you're not a Patreon, you should be. It's yeah. great. If actually, uh, just a little extra tantalizer. If you are, if you do decide to become one of our Patreon subscribers, we have video of this episode. We are currently recording this episode on video with an actual professional. Oh my god. <laughs> setup and cameraman, like it's crazy. So. Uh, get over to Patreon yeah. just for that, if anything. So you can see our faces doing this. Yeah. But also this week on Patreon. And if you're a Patreon. Uh, you're seeing the funny you, dance. You see you see exactly what my face did. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, we're a couple of rosés yeah, deep. But that silly. is how we do. Mm. So what else do we have on the Patreon recently, Beck? Oh, my Beck? God. So, look, recently we d- teased it many a times that we were going to watch the movie Showgirls for Horn Twist. Horn Fest. Horn Twist 2020. Horn <laughs> uh, uh, which is one of my favourite movies of all time. Yes. Uh, but we sat down to do the record uh, uh, remotely. No, we were meant to record on uh, after one of our last week's episodes. Sure. And then I had a mad allergic reaction. Very ill. And, yeah, to, to your cat, To my cat. And then, so that's our... But we have dosed you up on antihistamines today. Yes, so I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, but then, so that's all right, we'll remote record later in the week. And then I fucked up the remote record in a million different ways. It so, was technology's fault. And a little bit my fault. I will say and my fault as well for being me. I blame Elon Musk. Yeah. So Thank you. That's, that's very kind of my, you. The hill I'm going to die on. That's really sweet of you. Thank you. But so as punishment, uh, I did a Patreon. As as pun- it was. Self-imposed it was, punishment. It, was, it wasn't a bad I wasn't punishment. like... Cracking the whip, yeah, but you no, have to do this now. You've got to do this. <laughs> it was, uh, I had to listen to my boyfriend talk about the Avengers for 35 minutes, um, which was really sweet. It was really fun. It was a great episode. I was really happy with how it turned out. Yeah. Like, I want to hear more. <laughs> well, uh, someone uh, commented on the Patreon 
uh, that they want us to do a spin-off series where we watch <laughs> all of the Avengers and Marvel movies together. How many are there? Uh, this, uh, he drew a diagram and I still can't remember. He so, drew a diagram, then we did the podcast about it, then went over the diagram and I still can't remember how many there are. Cool. So head over to patreon.com slash ladies guide to Jude Cinema for all of that and more for $5 a month. Yes. So this week, however, on this main feed – we are celebrating 100 episodes. Yes. And it also just so happens to be our Christmas episode. Yes. And what we, the movie that we're doing, we've always said that we would save this for our 100th episode. Yeah, and we didn't know that it was going to land exactly on Christmas, which is it's crazy. When you, you worked that out and it you messaged me and you were like, guess what? And it blew my mind. Mm. I couldn't believe it. It's absolute kismet for us, I yeah. think. So, I mean, you've clicked on the episode. You know what we're doing. This week we're doing Die Hard. Die Hard. We did it. We made it. yippee Kaye, motherfuckers. <laughs> I know that now. Nailed it. Know what that's from. <laughs> um, okay. So, let's – why are we doing Die Hard? Why have we saved this for our 100th? This is like the quintessential dude movie. Like when we started, this was – something that we got recommended like the most out of everyone's like, oh, you've got to do Die Hard. you yep. got to do Die Hard. Yep. And when we started recording our at least trial episodes, it was coming up to Christmas as well. True. And so people were Same. just constantly recommending Die Hard. And I feel like as well, like Bruce Willis is kind of the poster boy for dude movies. Absolutely. Like he's an average looking man with no mm. important set of skills. Sure. But he's an absolute hero. But he's an yeah, he's a he's a huge hero. And this yeah. like for me, this movie o- over the course of my life, this is the most one that people have been shocked I haven't seen. Yes. Before like even before we started the podcast, this is the one that people have been like, I literally cannot. I'm going to kill myself. I can't believe you haven't seen Die Hard. Oh my god, who are these people? Are they okay? It was full on. It was full on. <laughs> but this is this is just the ultimate dude movie. Yeah. And I'm really, I was really nervous to watch it (laughs) because like it's such a huge undertaking. Yeah. Every year it's the same debate of like, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not? Like it comes into the public sphere every single year. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know, this movie was made a really long time ago. Millions of years. So I wonder if every single Christmas since 1988 has this debate taken place in the public sphere. Because... It's kind of a boring debate. I'm going to say that. Yeah, definitely. For someone who's never seen the film, every time it comes up on social media, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Can everyone just decide, please? Yeah. Can you just reach a consensus? As well, it's like, it's not really a debate even because the internet involves everyone in the world. And I don't know if you know, but it's hard to get everyone in the world to agree on a thing. So Interesting. Interesting mm. that you pose that conundrum. Um, but you know what? I think by the end of our episode, we are going to ultimately decide. We're going to decide for once and for all. If this movie is a Christmas movie. So what did you know about Die Hard before we watched it? Well, I knew that. I wrote down a list of things. That you I hadn't knew. seen it, right? Uh, I think I saw it. I think it was like playing on ago, TV, kind of but yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I knew Nakatomi Tower, mm-hmm. which is a reference we made in an earlier episode. Sure. Uh, I knew the Christmas movie debate, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that Bruce Willis was in it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that... Uh, 
and that's all I knew. Alan <laughs> Rick Moranis. I didn't know about Alan Rickman. Oh. I totally forgot until I saw him on screen. I was like, oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snape. Yeah. Um, what did you think it was about? Did you have any idea of what the actual like storyline was about? Um, I thought it was just about like uh, I knew that a do uh, the tower got taken over by someone and he was stopping them. Um, I mean that's that's pretty much the synopsis. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know exactly what the teams were, how they were based, uh-huh. um, what they stood for, but that sure. was the vibe. Sure, sure, sure. What about you? What did you know? I of this I knew Yippie Kaye motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I knew Nakatomi Plaza. I all purely just because of references. Uh, This is mentioned, this movie's mentioned a lot on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. This is very much like Jake Peralta's reason he became a cop was Die Hard. Mm -hmm. And Jake Peralta talking about this movie is the exact dude talking about Die Hard. Yeah. Like the best movie that's ever made. Yeah. Um, Oh, same with The Simpsons too. Oh, does like, the Simpsons Dear do Die it? Hard, I love you. Like, or like, you're awesome. Oh, I miss that one. And it's like, Die Hard isn't even a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they don't know that Simpsons yeah. clip. Um, I, seem yeah, to, I seem to know all right. Simpsons clips, despite never having watched a full episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to show you something. Yes. This is a clip from The American Office. Mm-hmm. This um, I saw this like about a year ago, and I think I sent you the clip because it was just so crazy. This it's very quick, but this is basically the perfect example of dude cinemas around Die Hard. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my, okay, and we'll play this on the video as well. I'm just hoping German terrorists don't take over this Christmas party. You can go off John McClane on their asses. Wait, German terrorists? That's oddly specific. And I think I think you mean John McCain. Die <laughs> Hard reference. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Die Hard? Mm-hmm. Why haven't you seen Die Hard? I don't know. I just haven't. Come on. You had to have at least seen some of it. Nope. Now, I have a machine gun. Uh, ho, ho, ho. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. None of this yeah. makes any sense to me. <laughs> and when he takes the gun off his back and he's like, yippee mother. Actually, he doesn't say that there. He says it earlier when he's on the radio with Yes, you are right. Forgive me. Oh, that's okay, bud. Nope. Common mistake. No, it's not. <laughs> Nerd! Do you know every line of the movie? My brother dared me to memorize it, and I did it, and I loved doing it. Okay, let's hear it. Hear what? Die hard. Every line. Go. You don't like flying, do you? Don't change the subject. Well, that's easy starting. <laughs> and then oh my God. he proceeds to reenact the entire movie for her. That's crazy. I As soon as that happened on my screen like a year ago, I was so excited because that reaction is exactly it. It's like, yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. She very much expresses that she has not seen a lick of it. But in, instead of taking that on board, he then decides to quote a bunch of quotes at her. Yeah. And she's like, None of this means anything. anything to me. Like with the smile on her face, just like, ah. The complicating smile that we've all done. Yeah. Um, Wild. So, I mean, so this is like, it's even in like, it's in the zeitgeist of popular culture that this mm-hmm. is the movie that dudes just yeah. have an absolute blind spot on recommending yeah. people. Um, yeah. Should we jump in? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve in LA. California. Is Daddy coming home? 
A New York cop, John McLean, has come to see his wife. I missed you. Instead, he's going to have to save her. Sit down. Within this skyscraper high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. They're as brilliant because I am interested in the $640 million in your vault. As they are ruthless. But I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. Now, the last thing McLean wants... Think, damn it, think! ...is to be a hero. Yippee-ki-yay, Die hard. An NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. That is all one sentence without a comma. That's too much. That's too much. Woo. There's the whole synopsis? That's the whole synopsis. Oh, I thought it was just like the first sentence of the synopsis. No, a whole sentence with no commas. (laughs) Okay, so for anyone who hasn't seen Die Hard, first off, I can't believe you haven't seen Die Hard because I have now, so I'm in that. I can do that. You can say that now. Um, Basically, it's about Bruce Willis. He plays John McClane. He's a cop and he's estranged from his wife and he's flying back to wherever she lives. Yes. What does estranged mean? Estranged means… Like separated? Yeah, they're still together but… They don't talk anymore. Things are strange. Things are them. things are a bit weird. Yeah, he's a weirded wife. <laughs> he's a weirded wife. Nice. <laughs> um, and he goes back to LA where she she they they both lived in New York and then she moved to LA for a job mm-hmm. and he was like uh 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 I'm not following you because I'm a New York cop and that's my whole thing. Yes. So then he is visiting for Christmas because he's also got two kids that we barely hear about. Barely. But Apparently they exist and he loves yeah. them, I think. And so then he, he's going back to L.A. to visit her and she's like at her job, which is at the Nakatomi Plaza. It's very like high and fancy. A lot of shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Cocaine. Cocaine. Is running rife at this Christmas party. Yes. And then as he's like going into the, the building to go and like surprise her and be like, hey, I'm home for Christmas, um, the plaza is overtaken by German terrorists. Right. And then chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. They don't know that he's there. He's kind of hiding. And so he kind of takes it upon himself to be like the hero of the, yeah. the terrorism-ness. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, yeah, that's kind of it. So then this is like him fighting the terrorists, trying to save all these hostages for, for two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, two hours and 15 minutes? Damn. It's a long one. It's long. I was hoping, because it's just an action film and not like some big cinematic like Lord of the Rings type thing. I was hoping it'd be under two hours, but it's not. No, unfortunately. Uh, like, uh, with how much everyone talks it up, I'm like ninety minutes. Yeah, tops. Like quick in and out, but it's it's all based in one location. How many things can happen? The, I didn't know that. I thought it was like he was running all over the city, jumping out of helicopters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if I'm thinking of other diehards because there's a lot of them. There's aren't like there? four or five diehards, I think. That's a lot, so man. Many diehards, so a lot many. of injuries. Mm. Um, I don't know how he makes it out alive of all of them. Yeah. Um, should we start with the uh, cast? Yes. Bruce. 
Okay. What are your thoughts on Bruce? Because we haven't done a Bruce film yet. Yes. Can I say up top, in previous episodes, I have said that he's not hot. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Bruce Willis now or in like the last 10, 20 years. Okay. Bruce Willis in 1988. Alex, you picked it. He's hot. Fucking dream. He's hot. Right? Because I'm a huge Bruce Willis stan. I yeah. think he's the hottest and he's so dreamy. Um, I don't know why that – what movie that would have been from. It might have been mm. his like short cameo in Friends or something. Maybe. Something about him and I've just – and he's an absolute dream in this movie too. Yeah. I can see why he has be, had become like a sex symbol after Die Hard. Yeah, totally. Because it's that, it's that wife beater shirt that's a bit mm. dirty, a bit sweaty. Uh. He's a bit built, but also lots of cuts and blood. Yeah. And and he's got like a hard face, but it's also soft. Yeah, he's got like moments of softness Yeah, about him. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. It's like he could kill or he could kiss. Oh, my God. What one do you think he'd do to me? I, mean, I think he would kiss you. Do you think he'd kiss me? I think he'd kiss you too. Yeah. Oh, so no. I think he would. No, I'm too shy. You are too shy. I'm too shy. <laughs> I'm not. Ah! <laughs> so, yeah, he's a dream. Um, what did you think about his, like, performance? Amazing. Yeah. He was really, like, at no point was I taken out of the story. I was very, very immersed in it. Me he too. Had my, had my focus. What about you? I, I thought I thought so too. I thought he did a great job. It's, and then it surprised me even more after reading afterwards about it that, like, this is his first big blockbuster film. Yeah, he wasn't an action star before this. That's mental. I looked up facts because this is the 100th. And, and we're not it here deserves to fuck it. around. It we're deserves not here to fuck it. around. Look, I... I, I couldn't believe – I just assumed that he was always an action star. But no. his, pre, his his back catalogue before this movie was comedy. What? Like Moonlighting is like a comedy kind of cop show. Oh, yeah. And then and that I read that like during production and stuff or like at least reviews, like critical reviews were all saying like they wish that they honed more into Bruce Willis's comedy tropes in this movie. I can't – it's – Crazy to me that he like he doesn't have comedy chops. I know, like right now in 2020, as we know Bruce Willis, it's obviously all action films. Yeah, or Sixth Sense. Mm. You know, either a man jumping out of helicopter or a dead man. Exactly. But I don't see the comedy in that. No. But it's crazy. But he did have like comedy beats in this, which I was impressed about. There were moments. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he was talking to himself at the very start, like being like, "Come on, man, get it together." I yeah, was like, that's funny. It was, yeah, his like, and his little one-liners and stuff, like his mm. catchphrases, like they're all very quippy and witty and and he played them really well. Yeah. So I I loved him in this. Mm. Um, I guess next build would be, fuck, what's his name? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yes, R.I.P. R.I.P. Now you're a Harry Potter fan. Yeah, I'm not a massive, I mean, we're not allowed to be Harry Potter fans anymore. Um, True. R.I.P. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only thing that I knew him from and uh, Love Actually. Oh, he's in Love Actually. Yeah, he's the dickhead that buys the gold necklace for that slutty French chick. Another Christmas film. Yeah, we can say she's slutty because she's the devil. So she, yeah, that's, that's the only time I would use that word. That is literally her entire role yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he's – because like I – I don't know him from 
I guess that's the only one I know him from. I don't yeah. really, I don't really know the Harry Potter franchises. Franchise, franchise. one franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at all, and I thought he was great in this. He's awesome in this. Such a good villain. Yeah, I did read that he then became typecasted as a villain, and he only ever played villains for yeah. the rest of his life, which kind of sucks. But what a career, though. Yeah, true that. This was his breakout role, too. Whoa. This, he, before this, he was like 41 when this was shot. And before this, he was only doing, uh, not only, but he wasn't doing Hollywood blockbusters. He was doing uh, theatre and stuff like that. Wow. Um, I can see that he's got theatre in him. Mm, that voice. Sure. Oh, my God. So deep. So deep. So frog-like. I loved it as well. He had an, a moment where I was like, shit, this is fucking dope. Uh, when Bruce Willis comes across him and he pretends to be one of the hostages. Mm. I was like, this is Let's crazy. talk about that scene. Yeah. Did you – it took me a minute Yeah. to realise what he was doing. Yeah, I was like, what's happening? What's going on? And then I was like, oh. I thought smart. it was like Alan Rickman just at that moment t- decided to go real hammy with his performance as Hans Gruber. <laughs> And I was so confused, but then it clicked what was happening. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. All right, this is cool. Awesome. Well done. Well done, the writer. Because <laughs> um, he just goes full, like, he's like that weird American accent. He's like, oh, God, please, no. Yeah, don't hurt me. Like, that's a terrible accent, but you know what I mean. I thought his was a bit of a terrible accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I was a bit, uh, uh, well, because then it's that it's that whole like misdirect thing of like, does Bruce Willis or does John McClane know that that's Hans Gruber or mm. not? And then it turns out he did the whole time. It's very, I love that little so good kind of dynamic. I think as well, do you want to know something whack about the German in this movie? Sure. Okay, so whenever the terrorists are speaking German, they're not speaking German. They're straight up just doing gibberish. What? Mm-hmm. Just made up. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very 1988. Very 1988. It? But so then what it meant when it, uh, this movie was released in Germany, they weren't uh, German uh, terrorists. They were European <laughs> terrorists. Just the whole content. Because they they're, like, they're not speaking German. Like you can't. Oh, so each country, like, each country watching it is like, oh, it must be one must of the be other ones. Norway, uh, <laughs> we hate them. Someone's got beef. With they someone. sound dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, like like that scene where he is pretending to not be Hans Gruber. Like he's got such a distinct voice, mm. Alan Rickman, like that frog throat, yeah, something in your throat kind of voice. That like I. I was a little bit like as if Bruce Willis's character would be fooled by just slapping an American accent on it. Like yeah. what are the odds that two people in Nakatomi Plaza have that exact like frog sucking your throat yeah. voice? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so – it's so distinctive. Mm. Um, but I really did like that little back and forth. Yeah, that was a very cool scene. Um, Next up, I guess it would be – the wife. Yes. Who has a name, I'm sure, but uh, I've decided to call her that. The name was uh, Holly. Holly. Holly McLean. Um, I loved her. She was fucking great. I really, this movie, as much as we were like, it's the ultimate dude cinema movie, doesn't fall into as many tropes as I thought. For example, yes. his wife is alive. 
Sure. Yeah. There's no revenge yet. Yeah. His wife is of appropriate age. What? Yeah. I was like, also, she's very independent, has her own job and career, and is also, like, very good at what she does. Yes, and her own house. Yeah. You're like, he's coming into town, and he was going to stay with a friend, and she's like, Mm. look, a weirded husband, I have a spare room, you can stay there. You know, like, very much Mm. like she is in no way dependent on him anymore, which is very against type, especially for something from 1988 of a dude cinema movie. So I respect that big time. And I like that they gave her – little scenes throughout the movie that like kind of kept on with that independent mm. vibe. They didn't just like set it up at the beginning and then like, well, there you go, that's enough. Yeah. Like with her approaching Hans and like confronting him and stuff being like, we need a couch for the pregnant lady. We need yeah. to go to the toilet. And he's like. Fair enough. Good for you. Yeah. I respect that. Absolutely. Of course you have to shit. My bad. Totally. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. And then, like, even at the end when they're, like, reunited and stuff, she's she's not just like, oh, my God, you're amazing. You're the hero of this mm. journey. She's like, cool. Like, I'm glad that you did stuff and yeah. stepped up finally. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> well, something that happened in this movie that I, as well, I was like, this doesn't seem like what I thought it would be at all, is when uh, he's like, oh, tell my wife that, like, I fucked up. Mm. I'm a dick. Mm. Like She's heard me say I love you, but she's never heard me say I'm sorry. Yeah. That I was, was like, cool. oh, my God. Like, do I want to get back with Bruce Willis? Like, what is... Should we get back with we Bruce Willis? We should get Willis? back with Bruce Willis. He's finally shown some humility. Yeah, finally. After, after all, all these years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was she was very cool. I liked her a lot. And mm. I can't actually fault her. Like, there weren't any... There wasn't anything where I was, like, eye-rolly about her. Like, um, And she was just, like... She was beautiful, but they dressed her kind of normal. Yeah. She was just, she's going to work. She was, she wasn't like buxom blonde or anything. Yeah. There is one buxom blonde in this. And uh, <laughs> I, why, like, literally, this movie is like a family movie. Except for like. I actually, is it? I don't know what it would have been. I think, like, well, I think you could safely let, like, a 12 year old watch this movie. Sure. And they'd be fine. Yeah. Except for this weird scene 30 minutes in where the terrorists come in. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just random tits on screen. This girl who was doing it with a guy in the bathroom. That's right. Yeah, they come in and they kick him out, and she's like naked. She's actually naked. And I'm like, that's not how you have sex in a bathroom. <laughs> you don't strip down, idiots. <laughs> okay, well, that's the second female character mm-hmm. of the film, and we yeah. can, we'll, we'll pan her. Um, just just back. I'm just looking through my notes. Just back on how hot Bruce is. You know that shot where he caught Hans when Hans jumps down and yeah. he looks up at him and then Bruce is just there and it's that shot from below and he's basically and he's just like he's just holding a rifle at him and he's like hi there how you doing mm. it's so fucking hot so hot that one shot on I just realized more. as you said that in that tone that's something that one of my exes said all the time hi <gasps> there how you doing <gasps> that's from Die Hard fuck Oh my really? god! And this is the same ex that was like obsessed with like Jurassic Park. Yes, and stuff that and makes like, sense. That tracks. Yeah, same right. Gener- that's the correct generation. Yeah, too. That's so <laughs> cute. Okay, you can't see behind the camera there. All the more reason to get on the Patreon. But <laughs> Luke was just holding the cat, and he started freaking out. That was so cute. Were you just showing him what Mum's doing? That's nice. Oh my god, that's so cute. I want to touch him, but I can't. You can't. It's 
just star-crossed lovers. One day. One day. Um, Can I run through the other stars that this movie was offered this role absolutely yes. of John McLean was offered to so that's the rosé that's this absolutely <laughs> the rosé talking before they got to Bruce because yes. Bruce so I read that Bruce was actually like so he was just a tv star he mm-hmm. wasn't a movie star yet this is breakout Hollywood role and back in 88 it just wasn't done that tv stars made the transition into movies right. apparently like they tried with like the two big fails with Shelley Long from Cheers um, and a little known man called Bill Cosby. So oh, <laughs> moving those no. two. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard about him, but uh, his movie career apparently not so great. I, I imagine everything else tip top. I but did just regularly listen to a six-part uh, podcast series about him. Six-part podcast was pretty- series. Okay, interesting. Damn me. Anyway, whatever. What well, anyway, yeah, have to know. say. I don't know. Um, and so they like – the studios and stuff like didn't want Bruce because he wasn't a big enough star. Apparently like when the marketing for this movie happened, they, they actually had to take Bruce off the posters because he was so like kind of hated by audiences that he was going to be in this big blockbuster action. Cause he's what? just the guy from moonlighting. So they actually like took his face off and the posters were just the Nakatomi Plaza. And then in like boring. tiny, tiny writing down the bottom was like starring Bruce Willis. What a boring ass poster. Who yes. wants to see that? I wouldn't. That's not exciting at all. And mm. then, like, when, you know, people were watching the previews at the cinema, they would boo him when he came on screen that he was starring in because he was starring in this big movie. Like, it was what the fuck? quite toxic. So they wanted a few others first, but they couldn't do it for some reason. And then they landed on Bruce, which is obviously like the best decision they could have made. But first was Arnold Schwarzenegger. He would have been very it different been a movie. Very different movie. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone, again. Very different movie. Richard yeah. Gere. Ew. Mm. Clint Eastwood. Ew. Our mate Harrison Ford. Ew. Burt Reynolds, Nick Nolte, and Mel Gibson. I don't know who Nick Nolte is. I know the name. I actually don't know what he's done. Yeah, same. I couldn't tell you. I don't care to find out. Me either. I'm sure we'll come across one of his movies. In our yeah. future. Did you say Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson was also, Fuck. which I see that a bit more because yeah. like this is, I often, I, I realise now I often used to get Die Hard and Lethal Weapon mixed up. Which is a Mel Gibson. That's the Mel Gibson okay, one. Okay, 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 cool, cool, Yeah, cool. or I would think Bruce Willis was in Lethal Weapon or something. Yeah. So I do see that a little bit more, mm. but definitely Bruce Willis was the right choice. Yeah, 100%. I reckon. Um, and Schwarzenegger turned it down because he wanted to move away from action films and into comedy. So turned down the role of Die Hard to star in the 1988 comedy Twins. I mean, and iconic. So good. Two great things happened then. As much of a legacy as each other. Um, Um, and also, though the main character, I read, though the main character's names differed because Die Hard was actually based on a novel, the, a sequel to a novel called The Detective. Um, the studio was contractually obligated to offer the star of The Detective the role in this film, who was Frank Sinatra. Whoa! Who was 70 years old at the time. Oh my God. No, I actually would love to see that. He turned I would it love to see a 70 year old. Frank Sinatra. Playing John McClane. Yeah, jumping <laughs> from buildings and climbing through air vents. Oh, my God. That, that like, fireman's hose would have just actually cut him in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, so he obviously declined 
is like, I'm too old. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Which is a reference from Lethal Weapon. Oh, oh. you're just coming everywhere with these references. I know that. We're 100 movies in. I've picked up a thing or two. Okay. (laughs) And um, just speaking of the actors, apparently actors were given some room to improvise, like that line that the guy says that quarterback is toast. That was improvised. Um, the the douchebag guy who's like, Hans, Bubby, I'm your white knight. That oh, was improvised. Yeah. And then the guy stealing a chocolate bar during the SWAT, the SWAT thing. You know how he steals it? He eats a oh, yeah, chocolate yeah, yeah. bar from the candy. Yeah, that was improvised too. <laughs> what a little silly bits in this movie. Yeah. So I would like to know, Beck, did you like it? I straight up. Love this movie. <gasps> cool. It's a really fucking good movie. It's like a, it's got the staples of like a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's like full of action. It's got very likable leading uh, actor, like uh, mm-hmm. like an interesting plot that kept my attention, interesting mm-hmm. villain. Like the story also has a lot of heart in it too. Mm. Like the family aspect, Christmas, like. Which for 1988 didn't happen a lot. I yeah. can't help but think Blade Runner was made around that time. I try to forget mm. that it was ever made in the first place. Exactly. And that had zero heart. Mm. There was no, nothing. like there's nothing to connect with. Whereas this movie, 100% there is yeah, so much to connect He wanted to bone a robot. Who cares? We all want to bone a robot. Yeah. Give me something new, Hollywood. Grow up. Yeah. But we haven't all been stormed by terrorists on Christmas Eve. No. So that's exciting. Like, and this movie, like, it really kind of had, like, the staples of, like, a blockbuster movie, like a classic yeah. blockbuster. Yeah. That, although we have, you know, staunchly been against and, like, w- gone down the investigatory path of being like, but is it a blockbuster? Is it classic it's cinema? It's very kind of you to call us investigate. Invest- <laughs> That word. Yeah. <laughs> but like this, I'm like, oh, no, this is like one of the few that we've watched out of the hundred movies that most of them have been classed as like classic cinemas. And I'm like, sure, sure. this is classic cinema. Yes. This is really fucking awesome. I enjoyed watching it. It surprised me in a lot of ways. It's also easy. Yes. Yeah. It it's was not too complicated or stressful. Yeah. Action packed. But at no point was I like. Nah, he's not going to get it. I yeah. knew he was going to get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I was a bit different. It took me It took me a while to get into this movie. Right. Um, it wasn't until about an hour and ten minutes in that I actually perked up and really properly started paying attention. Okay. Did you have that at all or were you in from the beginning? I was in from the start. I, if anything, I lulled in the middle when there was a lot of action going on. I was yep. like, I get it. There's action. Yeah. Boring. Uh, from the start, I really like I like the introduction of the limo driver and mm. kind of like just like a lot of the awkward exchanges, like the thing on the plane of being mm. like uh, the movie kind of like it like led you a little bit, but made you feel like you were the one figuring it out, like with the plane mm. sequence and then with like the limo driver of like, okay, why is he getting a limo? Like what's the deal? Which I still don't really know why he was getting oh, a limo. Yeah, I did question that in that moment, but it never occurred to me again. Mm. But you're right. Is it because is it to show? I guess it would be to show the wealth of yeah. his wife's company. Yeah, I think. But so. she didn't know he was coming. Yeah. So I was like, is he like an associate for something else? I did get. There was like a point where ah. I got a bit confused why this was all happening. Like, 
I did read then also like because I was looking up just like critical reviews and reactions and stuff and I mm. did at one point briefly see the word plot holes. So I wonder yeah. if – I didn't notice any but like but I didn't mm. think about that. So maybe there are a few plot holes. Yeah. I read that they were rewriting the script as it was being filmed. Oh, no, that's never Adding good. in extra scenes and kind of changing the ending mm. and stuff. So that could be – Around that. Potentially. And they were just like, eh, no one will notice. Yeah, Except that Charwood. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> in 42 years. <laughs> 32 years. Right. Okay. Because like as well, another one, Um, if you know the answer to this, let me know. So why, like why did the German terrorists specifically choose Nakatomi Plaza? And what were they after? Right. Because they were after like money mm. in the Bonds or something. Yes. But then they were really excited when that vault opened and all the yeah. electronics came out. Yeah. And I was like, was that mentioned before? Like, was that? No, that's that's confused me too. They were like, oh, here oh, it is. The thing that they kind of like implying like the thing that we've been looking for. And I'm like, I, this is the first I'm hearing of it, Hans. Yeah. What do you what are you on about, mate? Where did you? I think he just saw it. And he's like, no, 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 I want that too. Mm. I reckon he's like, that, that. Let's get some of that. Too, yeah. I reckon it was very, and then suddenly they brought in the shit about he wants like prisoners of war or political prisoners freed around the country, and that was kind of like very barely, like briefly touched on and not yeah. really explored. Yeah, no, that was quite confusing as to why they were there, but how they mm. handled the action and everything was so good, I wasn't too worried about it watching it. Okay. Also, I did just assume because they started talking about shares, and my brain just went, nope. On to standby. I was like, and I'm out. We'll come I back don't in know about, what's going on Come here. back in about 10, I reckon. And then he died and I was like, well, I guess I'll never know what <laughs> shares are doing well. <laughs> in Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Um, I So, yeah, so I I was really bored for like the first hour of this movie and I texted okay. you as well being like, I'm bored. Yeah, you're like, can I do something? Can I, is there anything, is there any tasks we need done? Um, because... It was just like, to me, it was just, uh, in the end, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will, I need to preface with that. But like the first hour was just very much like we got a bit of like story set up and storyline at the beginning with him and his ex and, and everything. But then for the, the rest of it, it was just him just kind of like, pl- like playing with these terrorists and just kind of doing cool shit. Yeah. You know, and it, but there wasn't any storyline. Like I wasn't following anything, and it wasn't until about an hour or so in when when Hans Gruber found out John McClane's name. Yeah, that really fucking up the stakes. Like, oh shit! That's when it got interesting for me, and mm-hmm. I was like glued to the television for the next hour and fifteen minutes. Like yeah. that's when. But before that, it was just all very boring and just kind of like felt like it was just padding it out with like a couple of explosions here and like hostage shit yeah, here. But some guns going on. But nothing like actually interesting or story. Like I kept com- and it's not fair, but I kept comparing it to another excellent action film which is John Wick where from the moment the movie starts you've got storyline galore like there's yeah. so much interesting plot and twists oh, and turns. Oh you're immediately on John Wick's side and you're like I yeah. know everything that John Wick wants and I want him to get it. And everything that happens is fucking cool mm. like it's just so cool whereas this it was like ah it's kind of like boring stuff but yeah as soon as they found out that he was he was John, uh, John Wick uh, John McClane 
And as soon as the stakes were upped because they know his name and then like everyone just kind of like wakes up a bit and Mm. things just really start to snowball from there, that's where I got into it. And I will ultimately say I really liked this movie. But for the first hour, I was quite scared. Really really lagging. Because I really wanted to like this because it is such a huge one. Um, And I was really nervous that I would come away from it being like, I don't have much to say about it. Mm. But in the end, it was good. But I think that's thing that I don't know. It feels like a movie in two parts almost for me. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Okay. There's a lot of there's a tonal shift for sure from like yeah the, the start feels very much like a classic Christmas movie. Like mm. hey, everyone's going home on the holidays. He's got a big bear. It's yeah. like Christmas music. Yep. Everyone's drinking, having a good time. Sure. L- but nothing was chat. exciting about it. Like nothing interesting really happened. Mm. The douchebag did coke. Like that was kind of it. Yeah. And then all the action bits that happened in that first hour were just kind of like creeping around the building and like mm. shh, we can't and like shooting some one person and like it just nothing was really felt super high stakes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, good. But yeah. I'm so happy in the end that I liked it. Yeah, me too. Absolute relief. I was I was a bit like when as soon as um as soon as Jean McLean kind of came like realized that there was a hostage situation going and he like was like all right I'm on this is like my time to shine I got very excited because it's something that I've mentioned a couple of times here is like I love watching someone be really good at what they do like the Liam Neeson in Taken yeah yeah. like so as soon as that happened I was like oh I can relax like Jean McLean has got got this he's on his shit and then I recently heard what the term for that is and I can't remember where I heard it and I'm really sorry. I think it was on a podcast. It probably was Total Reboot with Alexi mm-hmm. and Cam. But it's actually called competence porn. Oh. Which I, t- I relate to so hard. It's just yeah. like it's the porn of watching someone on your film be really competent at what they're doing. Oh, my God. Because you can feel safe. Yeah, you're like, like I trust them with my life. Whatever happens, I know they're going to come out on top. Right. So I was ready for that. But then it kind of turned out that he wasn't actually – he was quite scared all the time. He wasn't – Yeah, he was stressed. He was yelling at himself. He wasn't great at it, um, which I thought was very interesting of a decision, like a way for them to go, Mm. especially in the 80s for action films because before that it was all like the Terminator. Yeah, programmed um, to kill. Rambo. Yeah, you know, like they all just have got this. Yeah, yeah. But John McClane didn't have this. No, he didn't – and he was like trying to call shots – to the cops, but he didn't really know what was going on. Like, yeah. It was kind of like a, a realistic sense of like, oh, if like you were a cop in this situation, you would hope that you rose to the occasion. Mm. But also it's kind of, it's okay if you don't because yeah. we're all only human. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. I didn't expect them to go that direction, but I quite liked it. Yeah. It was different. Okay. I will say it was very noisy though. Yeah. I don't like noisy. It was a because diff- I have a TV that doesn't have a remote. Um, oh my lord! Yeah, I know. I, I'm gonna order one. I'm just in the middle of moving house, so I can't get order things to be delivered sure, just sure, yet. Sure, sure. Um, like so, yeah. I, I actually now that I'm thinking about it, had to toggle the volume switch a, yeah, full, a few times. A lot during it this went from like quiet talking to him being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get you terrorist to be like." And then, like, really, like that, and it is the 80s, like that 80s, like, score behind it of like, like, yes, yeah, verbatim, crazy. Um, so it was very noisy. So, I will say that if you're not into noisy films, maybe Die Hard isn't for you. Um, do you want to talk about like why this is such a massive film in dude's cinema? Yes, oh, we have to. 
My, th- I have a couple of theories. Talk to me. One is that it is just peppered with cool lines. Yes. That little boys can say back to their parents while they hold a water pistol mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like I don't have any examples of them, but like everything that comes out of John McClane's mouth is yeah. a one-liner kind of catchphrase yeah. situation. Well, they've got the classic line in here, uh, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. That's it. And as happened in that office clip earlier, I thought I in my head, Yippie Kaya motherfucker was him like f- jumping out of a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Or something massive like that. Mm. But he's just on a walkie talkie. He's just, yeah. Motherfucker, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, Hans. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Very, yeah. Quoted. I just went with it. I wasn't sure. <laughs> um, do you think maybe, does he say it in future films? Yeah, I think, I think he says it in every movie. That makes sense. If you were in like John McClane's, like, I mean, I don't know what pure adrenaline feels like, like he seems to. Mm. But like, do you feel like you would feel a little bit of embarrassment afterwards just being like, you beat Kaye, motherfuckers. <laughs> you be what? Just like hitting oh his head like, God. John, really? John, that's so embarrassing. Did you go with that? They're terrorists. Can we do a second take? Oh my like, God. They're fucking German terrorists too. Yeah. Like they're cool, man. Yeah. They're European terrorists, sorry. Yeah, fuck, let me try again. That's okay. Do you want to do a... What do you do, bitch? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, no, that's worse. How do you like that? Sir. No. No. No, you're right. It did feel like he did it. Yeah. He, he committed, but uh, I could absolutely see. Like, because then he kind of leaves frame and I could totally see if when he yeah, left frame, he was like, like, shit. What? You had one shot. What does that even mean? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, rec- I mean, there's so many lines in this. I should have written some of them down, but they're all just like very quick, quippy one lines. Mm. Like I think at one point the, like the cop that he's talking to on the walkie talkie is like, uh, police, police officers aren't allowed to do that. And he's like, that's what my captain keeps telling me. You know, like he's always like little quippy lines before a big action scene. Yeah, 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 totally. Which is. Like ultimate dude cinema. Yeah. You know, anything that, that dudes can quote back to you at your face mm. qualifies. I think as well what's so appealing about John McClane as a character too is that like he is a bit of a dick. Mm. Like he's like, he's a cop that doesn't like play by the rules. Oh my God, what? But like also it's like <laughs> Never that, heard of it. Yeah, it's also that dream thing of like him like, you know, calling people assholes and stuff. Mm. But then it's like it's all kind of forgiven because he's like he's like tell my wife I'm a dickhead and it's like he's self aware he has a fucking arc. oh my god he knows he, he went on knows. a journey he knows he needs to change get inside uh, me after you have a shower yes sir cat okay yes <laughs> this is where it all began mm. this it did see this okay we're at a hundreds yes. Episode, mm-hmm. our first ever episode was Indiana Jones. Yes. The dirtiest, smelliest, sweatiest man so to ever live. And it's a nice bookend yeah. that we are doing our hundredth with mm-hmm. the second most sweatiest, stinkiest man that ever did live. Yes. Um. So, because like the start is very clean cut, very soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. By the end, covered in blood. Oh, my Lord. And dirt and glass and sweat. And just yuck. blood, so much blood. Blah. Apparently, the the like art department, well, the costume department, had nineteen versions of the wife beater at different stages of like 
sweat. Wow. <laughs> for him, like, because obviously he can't wear the same one. Yeah. 19, 19. So there are 19 different stages of sweat on John McClane throughout this movie, if Ew. that helps you visualize Realize how much sweat was going the down. Shit that was going on. Um, Cause yeah, at the end when like he so like he reunites with his wife, mm-hmm. uh, and they're obviously going to get back together and everything's going to be fine. Oh sure, you should. Yeah, they've worked out all of they their problems. They get it all out in this one night, like three hours ago. Mm. Mortal enemies. Yeah, but now everything's fine. It's all. It's okay to fuck it up, boys. It's okay. She will come back. Just go to a plaza. Get taken over by terrorists. Have a bit of a moment on a walkie-talkie, and you basically you're all good to go. You're all G. But the end where like they like meet each other, he's like cut like this whole like arm is like covered in blood, he's sweaty, he's dirty, and he like he's got blood on his face. Hundred percent. Dare I say it? He may even have blood on his dick. He absolutely has blood on his dick. Absolutely. There's no way he doesn't. At the start, 100 episodes ago, you questioned me, but he definitely has blood on his dick. There is blood on his dick. Get that man a shower. For sure. But he, like, grabs her and he, like, pushes his face. It's like a, it's a really, like, push kiss. Like, they, like, rub on each other. Can I also mention, he hasn't drunk any liquids in the last, like, three to four hours. His breath is terrible. Ew. She's this beautiful, like, sure, she's been a hostage, but she looks still looks gorgeous. She's got her shoulder pads on she's still. so well kept. Her, her perm, perm is, still is incredible. My word. <laughs> and then, yeah, he just, like, he, he this is beautiful, like, romantic, like, reuniting kiss. And all I could think was he must stink. He stinks so bad. And so many fluids. Yeah. So many bodily fluids. I'm just, like, trying to think. I was, like, making out on, like, that much adrenaline. Well, that's what it would be, right? It would be crazy. Are we? What? No. Is that what? Oh, no. I was going to say. What? If you want. No. No. I'm just. Turn the cameras off. Come over, <laughs> come over to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Like the, that in itself is a tick for dude cinema. Yeah. Big, sweaty, bloody, stinky man mm-hmm. gets the girl in the end. Yeah. While we're on the topic, mm-hmm. I'm – so then – so after they make out and then there's that little kerfuffle where the blonde guy turns out he's still alive. Yeah, and, and he comes up and he's like, yeah. And the, the cop's like, oh, here's my redemption for killing yeah, that bah, child. Bah, bah. Yeah, no, nothing will redeem <laughs> you, sir. Sorry, you're going to hell. What the fuck? You're a very likable character, but oh, you are going to but hell. what a backstory to throw in that yeah. was just really, oh. Anyway, um, so then he, he kills the blonde man and then they're like, all right, now we're okay to go fuck. Yeah. So then they get in the limo that was at the beginning and they just ride off into the sunset essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a huge question. Why is no one taking him to a hospital? Yeah. John McClane has just fallen so many times through like a 30-story building. He yeah. literally jumped off the edge of it while tied to a fire hose that should have cut him in half. Yes. Without a doubt. Blood on his, like, glass all in through his, his foot. feet. Ew. Oh, I keep thinking about the glass in the foot. He's that so was susceptible so to dark. infection. Like, why is uh, he just being taken home to fuck his estranged wife <laughs> instead of being taken to a fucking hospital? He has blood on his dick, man. <laughs> Get him he's some John, Betadine. He's John McClane, but you deserve better, bitch. <laughs> so that's a big, that's a plot hole I had a problem yeah. with. 
they didn't give a shit about anyone's medical attention or oh. care because like that same cop who, who plays his mate, um, the, the way we meet him, he drives his car off a cliff. You know that car, that cop car that's just like si- yeah. you, you see kind of like sitting. I'm, I think he drove that off the cliff. What? And he was like, whoa, whoops. And no one takes him to a hospital or gets him like paramedic attention. He just drove a car off a cliff. Oh, my God. I mean, maybe I'm getting that part wrong. Wait, that's how we meet that cop? I think so. No, he's the cop from the start. Isn't that the start? When he drives the car off the cliff? The, the, well, not the cliff, but like the, the, the slight hill. Oh, maybe. I guess. Uh, Doesn't he crash a cop car and he's like, what? Not at the very start. Oh, is that someone else? Maybe. Okay. I'm so confused now. Me too. Okay, maybe maybe the reason I didn't like the first hour is because I wasn't really paying attention. It's okay. It's okay. I had laundry. It's a hundred movies. It's so many. You're allowed to let some things slip. But anyway, I think they should get him medical attention. So I have a problem with the, the... the hospital and amb- and paramedic system in in Los Angeles in this movie. I also mm. have a problem with the law enforcement. They didn't seem yeah. to give a shit at any stage yeah, about what no. was going on. He radios into the emergency line and he's like, "There are literal fucking terrorists in Nakatomi Plaza." Oh my god, this scene was so relatable. <laughs> of like calling them, and he's like, he's like, "There's an emergency," and so it was like. Sorry, sir, but this uh, line is reserved for emergencies. He's like, that's what I'm saying. I was like, this is every time I've called somewhere to fix a problem. In- important, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of authority. Yeah, I'd be like, sorry, this is actually the line for other problems. <laughs> Not your specific one. Yeah. You're like, do you have a line for my specific one? No, no, no. no. You just figure it out yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the cop that that was like the deputy chief police commissioner person who mm. was just like at every beat was like I don't believe that John McCain's real I think he's a yeah. terrorist and like yeah I get that he was probably like the one that was trying to like that put the roadblocks in the way of the storyline but mm. even so it got too much I was like I don't think that's how law enforcement would handle this I mean you never know these days that's true you never know <laughs> <laughs> something that surprised me about this movie um was the it, it, the main cast is not diverse at all. No. But, but the B cast. The B cast was quite diverse. Mm. There was like uh, two people of colour. There was the uh, Japanese man who owned the building. Yeah. There was uh, all of the other terrorists were from all different yeah. nationalities, not just German. Um, they were European. Yeah. <laughs> it was Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is. It quite for eighty eight. For eighty eight, this is quite advanced. It was very cool, um, but it was just annoying that I guess the diversity was in the secondary cast and not yeah. the main cast. And yeah. like, I don't know. I felt like the two African American characters were kind of just like there is fodder a little bit. They were like the very stereotypical African. Yeah, really the limo driver Argyle. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know why he was there like that. Yeah. I get it. It did have comedic elements and maybe he, he was more mm. for that purpose. Um, but then, and yeah, then like throwing in that weird fucking backstory for the cop where he shot a kid. Yeah. At the last minute, by the way, they throw that in. I was like, that's uh, too much. And like, I mean, especially I, watching it through the lens of 2020 where we know yeah. so much about police mm. brutality mm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, 
That, that felt a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, it felt a bit on the nose. And I think it was back in 88 meant to be like a, oh, man, that's fucking hard to go through. Yeah, but like good for really him. Difficult. I'm really I'm really glad for him that he's pulled through kind yeah. of thing. And I'm like, there's a child that yeah. fucking died. Yeah. Whereas now we're like, oh, that's something's actually not. It's not an isolated incident. Did they investigate um, that? Yeah. Or did they look Wait, into? Wait, so he's still a cop. He's still a cop, though. He accidentally killed a child, but he's still a cop. Still a cop. No, no, no. Okay, no. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. However, in saying that, I did love the when they unite when they met each other. That was cool for the first time. Yeah, that was beautiful. That mm-hmm. was the love story I was there for because <laughs> yeah. they they kind of shot it like a love story. Like they had like long looks across a crowd, and they were like. They're like, that's you. That's you from before. Yeah. That's you from the walkie talkie. Yeah. It's me. Ding, ding, ding. Hello. (laughs) So I was there for that. I thought that was really nice. Mm. I was upset we didn't get to see the kids more. I wanted to see more of the. Oh, yeah. I thought that they were a bigger. I think I was confusing Taken with this because I was like, isn't the daughter a bigger plot line? Oh. Yeah, they were barely. Like he looked at their photo once, yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I got kids." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot." Mm. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you, you've barely mentioned them. Mm. Um, weird that they didn't make that like the main kind of his main uh, purpose or driving force. Yeah, to come out of it alive for his kids. Like they kind of barely mentioned them. Mm. Yeah, they just kind of for to tie it. The little bows to tie on the end. I guess things. just to make him more like relatable yeah. and wholesome. I think that definitely plays into the uh, likability of this movie is that like, mm. you know, he's a family man. Like mm. it really, he really is. I understand how dudes vibe with this so hard. Yeah. Because he's like, he's the ideal dude. Like he doesn't have like a superpower or anything. He's not like particularly good looking like yeah he's not particularly good at being married either no he kind of sucks at it he's not really good at being a cop but at the end of the day he's the ultimate hero i yes and that that confused me at first but Mm. when i came to terms with it i really enjoyed that aspect of it um because he's he's fallible and i guess it's Maybe it's more relatable than, say, a Rambo or a Terminator. Yeah. Because you can't relate to characters like that because mm. they have an entire set of skills that, like, none of us will ever have. Yeah. But this guy was more like, look, I'll, yeah, I'll rise to the occasion, but I'm I'm going to make some mistakes along the way. Yeah. 100%. Which was his wedding vows, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I have a theory on why this is such a, a – a dude movie because it still is lauded as the most perfect uh, action yeah. movie of all time, despite the fact that John Wick exists now. Yeah, crazy. Um, John Wick is. I will say John Wick is better than this movie. Hundred percent. In my in my opinion. hundred percent. Right. Stop yelling at the stereo. <laughs> the stereo. <laughs> it's nineteen eighty eight. Oh guys. no! Stop like, yelling at the transmitter. Um, <laughs> I I think that. The reason this has been so tight, like just survived the ages, is that the generation of dudes that love this movie and that will shame you if you've never seen it and think it's the perfect uh, film are the dudes that were were kids when this came out. Um, Mm. 
So they watched it as kids. It was the coolest fucking thing they've ever seen. Uh, rightfully so. As a kid, this would be fucking awesome with all the cool minds and yeah, the action. Explosions. And the explosions. Alan Rigman falling off the building. Oh, oh. yeah. The big death scene and like and an easy-to-follow plot. Um, so the dudes that love this movie watched it as a kid and then they've just not grown out of it, which yeah. is fine. I fine. 100%. I'm the same with, say, like an Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that that hasn't aged well. Uh, the second one, not the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's why this is this has become such a just it'll be like in the history books kind of movie is because it was so cool for these guys when they were kids and it's yeah. taken and it'll take them through. And I wonder if like future generations have jumped on it as much as the millennials have. Yeah. Or the millennial Gen Xs or if it's just – that it's just for those that age group. Well, I think because it's crossed over now of like because like our generation is the one that like it's like we watch like The Office, we grow up with like mm-hmm. you know uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, which had like as we discussed massive diehard like The Always. Simpsons, massive diehard references. So yeah. I feel that it has a resurgence along with the yearly Christmas debate. Like I think this is like. This is going to be stuck in the zeitgeist. This is going to be the dude cinema movie for like generations to come. Yeah, 100% agree. And I feel really weird that I've finally seen Die Hard. Yeah, same. I felt like as I was pressing play last night, I had a bit of a moment like I can't believe I'm finally watching I'm doing it. Die Hard? Like For everyone. I thought maybe I'd go my whole life without it, but no, it's happening and it's done now. Like I've... It's weird. Welcome to the club Thanks, that I baby. just got here to. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> so proud of you. Yeah, it's very uh, – It's. I think this was an excellent pick for our 100th because it is yes. such a – Until I didn't realise until now talking about it. Huge, huge cultural mm. cinema. Cultural <laughs> cinema. A huge cultural cinema, okay? Yeah, that is the whole phrase. Um, and I looked up because, like, I quite liked it at the end. And I look, I wanted to look up just anything that would any anything online that would have an opinion other than that it's the best movie that ever existed. And it's actually really hard to find any articles wow. or reviews that that don't consider this like one of the best movies of all time. I actually, yeah, just in a quick skim, couldn't find anything. The first, right. I typed in like, "Is Die Hard good?" And then there was an article that That's said, great. "Is Die Hard a good watch?" And the first line of the article was. Uh, Die Hard is frame for frame perfect. Well, oh my god! Okay, it was good. I don't know if it's that good. Jesus. Yeah, and then even then, using the the Google term, is Die Hard bad? Yeah, nothing came up. That's wild. Yeah, that's like my thing that I'm doing at the moment, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. Is uh, whenever someone brings up The Sopranos, <laughs> I always go like, I was a bit, I, I just like, is it good? <laughs> is it any good? <laughs> Do you reckon I should watch? Should I watch it? Should I watch it? Would you recommend it? Is it like a, should I watch all of them? <laughs> just because you see people's heads explode. My God. Just being like, and it's just like, it's a bit of, I have, people have been like, I'm not speaking to her. She's a moron. <laughs> but it's just that little. You see the light turn off in their yeah. eyes and like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a bit just for me. <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. I mean, like, okay, that's knowing that it is like it's a great movie, but like, I don't think it's the perfect movie. No, I take that back. I think it's pretty fucking great. I still, I'm still affected by the first hour where I was kind of bored. Yeah. Okay. I think they. I think this is just one of those movies they could have cut it down a lot. 
Yeah, yeah. You could cut half hour of the shooting and exploding. Yeah, there was a lot of shooting and exploding. But again, I get why dudes love that, especially like younger kids and stuff. Yeah. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I would like to touch on that bugged me about this movie that could have done without. So it's very subtle, but I didn't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Was there was a couple of times where... Bruce Willis like walked past like an attractive woman and she would be like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like with her eyes, not like me. There's no point in the movie where she's like, oh my God. Oh my God, you so doing my clan? Hot. Like mm. just doing like a looking him up and down and being like, what's up, big boy? Sure. Like, I was like, okay, he's hot, but like why is this part of it? Like we as the audience know he's the protagonist and we know he's hot. Sure. Why are you having to establish this? I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what this, the storyline, the storytelling yeah. part of it fell a little flat mm. for me, but was made up by the performances and the action. Yeah. But there were, yeah, moments like that that you're just like, but, but why? Well, why? We, yeah, we know he's hot, especially when you get him in that wife beater and you yeah. see them pecs. Mm. Like, we get it. We're there. Yeah. And then, like, he has those, that moment where he, like, runs down and he sees, like, some, some like, naked ladies' posters and he's like, yeah. ladies, and just keeps <laughs> running and stuff. Like, are, are you sexualizing him or not? Yeah, what's happening here? Does he want to fuck or does he love his wife? Like, Is he a dad or is he a fuck toy? What is he? <laughs> because I need to know. Nah, it's 2020. Or later. Men can be both. That's cute. Mm-hmm. That's so progressive of you. You can be in that. <laughs> This is the platform I stand on. Men can be dads and fuck toys. Wow. You heard it here first. That's really brave of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, should we jump into, okay, I would like to know, Rebecca, mm-hmm. do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Yes. <gasps> Me too. It has mad Christmas vibes. It really does. I can't, like, the start of the movie is very, like, very, very much Christmas vibes. Hmm. Uh, it's literally Christmas Eve. Yeah. You got, like, and then they go home to have Christmas together. It's nice. And it heightens the stakes so much throughout the movie. For sure. Of, like, can you, like, uh, coming up to Christmas now, it's like, I'm so looking forward for that tip over onto Christmas Day where it's like office is closed, people are free, everyone switches off mm-hmm. and you're just like, you just have that downtime, yep. which isn't really downtime. You're just drinking a lot of wine and going to too many social events and feeling like you never oh, got a break in the first place. It's more stressful than going to work actually. But the dream of it, like Christmas yeah. Eve, you're almost there. Mm. You're, all, you're so close and instead some dickheads – or in the fucking Nakatomi Towers. Don't get me fucking started. Ruining it. Ugh. Every oh, Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> it's John Belushi. Ah. Hi. The ghost of John Belushi just visited us again for yes. our 100th episode. Oh, That's nice. The lights are flickering. It's John. He's back. Um, Yeah, I 100% agree. This is a Christmas movie. I don't see why anyone would argue against that. Yeah. Maybe because like Santa's not in it, but... It's about Christmas, though. Wait, wasn't Bruce Willis Santa all along? <gasps> Shit, he was. No, you're right. He was Santa yeah, yeah, all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reveal <laughs> that at the no end. So <laughs> Very such a stretch. sweaty, bloody Santa. <laughs> yeah, then this is without a doubt a Christmas movie. <sighs> Contentious, exciting. <laughs> um, well, should we wrap up? Yes. Beck. Wait, actually, 
Sorry. Please. I have a theory. Ooh. Wait, anyway, point. Yeah. I I don't I think that you would struggle to argue that this isn't a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, I think that this is it a Christmas movie? Isn't it a Christmas movie? Is a debate kind of made up so people feel like they have a nuanced opinion about this film? Oh my god, you're so right. That's exactly what that is. This is all it I is. Hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but that's exactly what that is. Yeah, it's just people being like, like I, because the only people I hear this debate from are film nerds. Fucking Who think film it's a nerds movie being like, try and fight me. No one's fighting you. Nobody is actually. You've, you're allowed to have your opinion. Also, like, why? I, I know that we care about movies. I know that. I recognize yes, that. We're 100 movies in. 100 I get of it. Them. But why? Like, no one's arguing is Die Hard a good movie? Yeah. Why do you care so much about the argument of whether it's a Christmas movie? You can or watch not? whatever you want at Christmas. Just watch it. Like, yeah. who cares what genre it might fall into under yeah. some people's heads? You're right. It's exactly it. It's mm. just fil- film nerds being like, let's get, let's dig this. Yeah. Let's get this a bit. Let's Another get something more out of this. excuse to yell at people about <laughs> cinema. We see you. We got you. We're on to you. <laughs> we should do like a spinoff, the dude, like the lady's guide to dude Christmas cinema. <laughs> and we just watch Die Hard every week. Just decide week. whether Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not. Well, I have some questions for you. Beck, did this movie make you horny? Yes. Yes, me too. This movie made me horny and... Many ways. Mm, but only if a shower happens at the end. Yes. There was missing a shower at the end. It was still kind of hot. Oh. It was. Bruce is a dream in He's this. A dream. He's an absolute dream. So hot. So fucking hot. I mean, yeah, that's a yes for horny from you then. Yes. yes. I don't know if you can tell, but I had a good time <laughs> during this movie. So hot. Okay. Yeesh. Uh, uh, would you recommend this movie on a date? Ooh. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to say yes. Hmm. Speak on that. It has to be a consensual thing of like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, we're watching Die Hard. I would, if you are a Die Hard fan, this is how I would say is a consensual way to do it. Listen Offer closely, take note. Three options, uh, one of which is Die Hard and the others can't be Die Hard-esque. Like it can't be mm-hmm. like Die Hard, Lethal Weapon and mm-hmm. then... Terminator. Like sure. you gotta be like, uh Die Hard, The Holiday, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Miss Congeniality. <laughs> Although that is actually kind of similar to Die Hard in a way, if you think about True, it. True, it is the female reboot of Die Hard, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then if your date picks Die Hard, then fine. Then they're into but it. I think, yeah, it's it is it's a great movie. I if someone had I watched this on a date with someone, I would be stoked. Absolutely. I agree. I would recommend this movie on a date, but only if the vehicle of getting it on this on your television is just and correct. Mm-hmm. Because the way not to do it is to do what every dude has ever done, which is, oh, I can't believe you haven't seen Die Hard. And then like quote a bunch of lines, reenact a few scenes yeah. and then chuck it on the telly and stare at their face. Yes. Very closely, yeah, that they can feel your breath mm. while they're watching it. Don't do that if it's not done that way. If it's just done like a let's just chuck Die Hard on, let's I reckon. Give it a bash. Low stakes, no pressure. Then it's a good movie to watch. Then it's done. Great. Well, Alex, <gasps> ratings. I rate this. Okay. How many of Bruce Willis's? I mean, long, strong. I mean, 
fire hoses <laughs> out of five <laughs> do you give this movie? I give this movie, in the end, four fire hoses. <gasps> yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. If if I had stopped an hour in, I yeah. would have given it one. That's I was a, that bored. That is a generous Alex J score. It is, but it is a hundred. It is a hundred. And it's the ultimate. She's and I was feeling festive. I am, and I'm, I was really happy in the end that I liked it. I really wanted to like this movie, and mm. I was like so relieved at the end that I did. Yeah. What about you? I give it four and a half. Ooh, long <laughs> fire hoses. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm talking about his dick. Sad for the half one though. Yeah, no, poor little guy. I mean, uh. Some of us can only take a half. <laughs> Cut it's it a out. little. Cut it out. No. <laughs> My brother listens to this. <laughs> Four and a half. Cool. Four and a half. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, like his fire hoses. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would happily watch this movie again. Really? Mm-hmm. You'd watch it again? Yes. That's huge. Yeah. Like his fire hoses. <laughs> We did it. What the fuck? We did Die Hard. I can't believe we just did Die Hard. Oh my God. We did it. Touch my hands. I touch your hands. We did it. Sorry, my hands are sweaty. It's very warm in here. That's right. I love it. We did it. A hundred. Yay. Thank you so much oh my God. to everyone for listening for this yes. long. We're not saying farewell. We're obviously going on because there are a million more movies yeah, to watch. so many more. Oh, my God. If we've- you want to hear about what we've got <laughs> planned, jump over to Patreon. We've got a little video up there of what's to come in 2021. And we're reflecting back on our last 100 episodes, which yeah. is very fun. But, yeah, we've barely scraped the surface of the list that oh we wrote before we even started this. Yeah. There's still so many more to go and so they're constantly many. making more. So – we're here to stay. Uh, but thank you so much to everyone who has listened so far and for all your support. Uh, we genuinely think we have the best listeners of all of the podcasts that yeah. ever existed. You guys are so fucking awesome. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. When we started this, uh, there's no way I thought we, we, we could make it to 100. No. Uh, I thought we'd knock out 50 films and then be like, that's, the, that's all of them. Yeah. That's all of the films. We did all of them. But, like, it's been such an awesome journey as well. Like, working with you, Alex, has been so fucking amazing. You were such an awesome co-host. And, like, not only, like, like you were so funny and talented and you're a dream to work with, behind the scenes, I need everyone to know that Alex is, like, we share the the load, but Alex is the one that delegates and keeps on top of everything and has spreadsheets. (laughs) I like I and you. Everyone's heard of how I organize things. Not at all. It's like you. You're an absolute blessing of a co-host, and I love you so much. Oh, and thanks. I'm so proud that we made it to a hundred together. Oh, Stop it. <laughs> I have to say, I feel exactly the same way about you. I know you say that about our workload, but that I don't feel that's the case at all. I just love a Google Doc, and I can't <laughs> get away from it. But I, I am so. Now that we're being sentimental, I'm so happy that we – because we were friends for a while before we did this. Yeah. And I'm so glad that, like, we decided to embark on this, like, professional career thing, you yeah. know, comedy, you know, thing together. And it's 
I really didn't know how long it would last or how it would mm. go. We'd never done a podcast before. So many re- like friendships are ruined by professional relationships. Literally. Yeah. They fucking are. All the time. And I think I, I am just so happy for us and that that you're the, the friend that I decided that we decided to work together because yeah. I think it's made our friendship stronger and I couldn't imagine doing this with anyone else. Stop it. Oh my god! Kiss, no, yeah, no, no, that's for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well. And so I just want to also say thank you to all of the guests we've had over the past yes. hundred episodes, um, and a huge thank you to the man who helped us start it all, our uh, producer at the be- from the beginning, Alexi Toliopoulos. Yes, who can't be here today. Because uh, Christmas. It's fucking <laughs> Christmas. Um, but he, he was, uh, we have a lot to thank him for. He helped us a lot yeah. at the beginning and um, he'll always hold a very special place in our hearts. Yes. Uh, well, everyone, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Particularly Merry Christmas to my brother who's listening. I can't see you this year, um, oh. but don't worry, next year we're going we're gonna to. Have a great time. Yeah. Uh, but I miss you. I love you. And everyone else, Merry, 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 Merry Christmas from the bottom Merry of our hearts. Merry Christmas. Um, all right. Well, that was <laughs> Die Hard. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week for our New Year's Eve episode where we watch When Harry Met Sally. Guess what, Beck? I'll have what she's having. Oh, my God. Another episode of Ladies Can't Do Cinema. Okay. And if you want to keep up with us and which movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Do Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Do Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to do cinema at gmail.com. And also, if you're thinking, gosh, what could I get the gals for Christmas since mm. they won't give out their addresses to us? We refuse. And gifts to. You can head on over to iTunes and give us a five star review and in your review let us know what movie Adun has told you to see and we will review it for you yes and as always we've mentioned a few times this episode we have a patreon mm-hmm. and we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up there including the video version of this exact episode um, on that note huge thanks to our dop luke rodley Yay. who has filmed this and a few other things today and um, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming out uh for uh, on our socials and everything, so keep an eye out for that, and especially mm-hmm. our Patreon dot uh, com slash Ladies Guide to Jude Cinema. All right, yes, Alex, <gasps> for the hundredth. Well, we pretend really? it's for the hundredth no, time. A kumite to you and Beck, a fucking kumite to you and yours. Mm. Yay! We did it. Yeah. <laughs>